Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live.
Hi. Hello? I don't think I can hear you. Hi there. Hi. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Thank you. It's so good to hear you. I know. You too. It's been a long time. I know. I know. I lo- I'm looking forward to hearing all the updates and uh, letting me know what's going on. I um I went to talk to you and then I couldn't hear from you. Know, I didn't hear from you, so I was like, okay, I'll wait until you. Let me know what's going on. Um, but here we are. So what has been going on? Oh, well, I um, I don't know. When was the last time we spoke? Was it three weeks ago, a month ago? I can tell you exactly. The last time we talked was August 17th, a month ago, exactly. Wow. Okay. A little over a month, yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, Sirsha is now eight months old. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she's doing great. And actually, I'm in my office today, and I decided to bring her and Moni into Boston with me. So, because of my meeting schedule, um, I'm going to have her come in, and I'm going to nurse her here, and she can hang out while I write, and, you know, it'll be cool. So, um so she might come in and I might nurse her partway through this meeting, but um, but it's been going it's been going pretty well. Um, I think I told you about I've had some big things go on with both of my siblings, and um, they they were just starting when we actually left. You know, about a month ago, they were just starting. There were things that were brewing with both Mark and your sister. I think. Yeah. And um, so let me just highlight, I'll come back to that in more detail, but the other piece that has happened is um, I've been working with the spiritual guide I found, and she's been awesome. And there's been kind of a profound, like a new understanding of what my spiritual awakening was. Um, and it's it's really cool. And one way to summarize it is that I I sort of um, had my crown chakra blown apart, <laughs> blown wow. open. And now I'm sort of receiving or open to receiving the light of God or the universe or whatever word, you know, um, the light of God. And so, or the Father, like, so... I'm still processing and my language around it is a little awkward, but um, then in order for me to fully receive it, I need to sort of soften some of the barriers in my body that have to do with survival fear. So we're working around survival fears and grounding and trusting. So the the metaphor is that if I, you know, learn to trust and allow Mother Earth to hold me, and not have survival fears that I got from my childhood that you and I have talked about. Um, I can receive, I can relax, and when the body and the spirit are relaxed, that's when you can receive light from the Father or or God or spirit or whatever. And so it's sort of like releasing um, my fears and survival fears in order to receive guidance. I don't know, it's just been... (sighs) You know, because I felt the presence of God so much in the birth and in, you know, being 
the first several months of actually every moment with Searsha. It's sort of a thing for me now, right? It's like an an openness to that layer of reality. So it's it's a whole different way of thinking about it, you know, and being in the world. And so it shifts my way of being from having an idea or a vision in my head and forcing it down into my will and making it happen to receiving um, light from or insight or knowledge or whatever from God or the universe, bringing it down into my heart and open out into the world and then using my will um, to make it happen. So it's a whole different way of operating, you know, as opposed to like muscling it through and forcing it with my brain and my will. So it's a whole different relationship with my chakras, which chakras are in control, right? Before it was my my brain and then my Dan Chen or my, my third chakra. Now it's like the crown chakra, the heart chakra are in control and the the third chakra or the will is in service of that as opposed to bypassing the crown chakra and the heart chakra altogether, if that makes any sense. <laughs> of course. No, it makes, it makes a 100% sense. I totally get it. Yeah. yeah cause you, well, because of your, your, the way that you were, you know, that you were raised and you had to survive, you had like these, you know, the, your big antennas going on all the time, which is a lot of that, you know, protective sense of like, you know, your identity was like, this world is not safe, I need to be, so your, your, you know, your center, your identity, that third chakra was constantly on the hypervigilance that we talked yeah. about, and you were yeah. trying to figure out with your things with your mind, you know, more like with your, almost with your fifth eye trying to visualize how you can make it happen, and maybe yeah. that was what was really working. And, yep. and it worked. I think it was a really beautiful tool that you that allowed you to get to where you are, and now it's time to shift. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it's incredible. It's um, it's sort of dovetailing, coming at some of the things you and I have worked on in a in a different way, using the power of this experience. You know that I. I don't know. It's been great. And um, so then with my sister, uh, my sister, the amazing thing is that in not taking responsibility for them, Amy ended up finding a um, a way to get on public housing. And so now she has a beautiful two-bedroom apartment in a really nice housing estate in a, an awesome, beautiful town called Paulsville in Washington. Actually, Paulsville is where I, if I were to live out there, I would live in Paulsville. It's a really wow. cool, a lot of like Swedish and Norwegian settlers from, you know, the 18th century um, settled there. It's this really cute, cool, arty, bohemian town right on the water. It's beautiful. And um, so she now, has, she pays $43 for um, a month for housing. So not taking responsibility created a much, you know, not caretaking them allowed her to find a much better uh, solution than I ever would have been able to give them. Yes. Yes, and it's like, and then it's also sustainable, right? Right. For sure. Exactly, sustainable. And then um, I tried to help Evelyn get into, you know, private school and so we were initially looking for boarding schools because we didn't think they were going they were going to become homeless but then that turned out that that wasn't the case so I stopped looking at boarding schools and I started looking at um, a local day school that was really cool and I got in touch with the head of the school and head of admissions and they had an opening in ninth grade and they were willing to give her full financial aid and everything and um, Amy and Evelyn decided not to do it. <laughs> so she's going to public school, and um, they decided not to do that, but they want me to give them $200 a month, which I had decided to give her you know, when I thought she was going to become homeless. Now that she's not homeless, I have a decision. Do I continue with that, or do I stop, or do give some you know, sort of like plan to get her off of it? Um, because... 
I really don't want to, you know. I don't want to be, like, I think in a way that the shift for me with both of my siblings is to get out of the dynamic that I have been in with them for maybe my whole life, or at least recently, you know. Yeah. So with Mark, he just started, I've just been so pissed off at him. Like, I've been disappointed in um, his complete lack of involvement. And there are a number of things that he's done. You know, I invited him and Cleo for dinner once, and they said yes, and then when the time came, they completely blew me off. Um, hmm. And they, I had a birthday party. I invited them. They said they would come. They completely blew me off. They didn't even say they weren't going to make it. And all my friends were like, isn't your brother coming? Where's your brother? It was really bad. And then only later when I came to one of his birthday parties did he say, oh, yeah, by the way, blah, blah, blah. Um, huh. Or and no, that's just, not true. Was there I something texted, going on for them? Or what was going, what, what happened? Well, I texted him the day, actually, that I remembered it wrong. I texted him at the after the party was over, and I said, I missed seeing you guys today. And he said, yeah, we couldn't fit it in. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And um, and then, let's see. Um, then the straw that broke the camel's back is that um, I had a bunch of toys that Sersha isn't using and I thought Cleo might like because he's a boy and he's a little older. These little t- little cars with people in them. And I said, would you guys like a bag of toys? I have some toys Cleo might like. They're cars and trucks and boats and airplanes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, we can do a swap. So I was like, great. So I brought them over. I left them outside of Cleo's room because Mark wasn't home and I have a key and I just let myself in. I didn't, but I didn't go into his room. I left the bags outside. And then I get a text and Mark gets home. Can you please come take these toys away? And I was like, sure, but I thought you wanted to do a swap. And then I didn't hear back from him for a couple of hours. And in an interim, I went over to pick them up. And he had put the bags on his back porch for me to pick up. Wow. And it was so fucking rude. And I was like, that is it. That is it. I'm done. So I fired his company because I had been um, paying his train- a couple of his trainers to help me with my post-C-section abdominal recovery. Um, mm-hmm. which has been great. Um, I fired him. I said, I'm not, I'm, not, um, I'm not doing business with Horton Health anymore. It's the name of this company because I don't like how you, I don't like our relationship and I don't like how you behave towards me and I'm, I don't do business with people that treat me this way. Yeah. And, um, and he got all pissed and I said, um, I don't know. We had a back and forth on text and, and, and then they asked me to step down as godmother for Cleo, and I said, definitely. Um, and um, and then I gave them full custody of our cat. <laughs> Mark had given me a cat when I, in, in 2000. Yeah, I remember that it was a cat that yeah. was going back and forth, and it was also a nightmare at times. It was a total nightmare, and I said, you know what? Was- I relinquish my custody of him. He's yours. Because they've, over- sure. they've taken him over anyway. And so now it's done, and I'm. Um, and then all these things keep happening. Like, um, I really, really am feeling the need to move. Maybe before Sarah's first birthday, like maybe December or January, when um, out to Western Mass. I'm thinking um, I might look at. Providence in Rhode Island or Bristol, Rhode Island, but I, I don't think so. I think I think the NoHo Amherst area, but I'm going to come out and do another reconnaissance trip. Um, really? So I, you're coming on the eighth? That that we? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make that happen, um, because these airplanes are driving me nuts. They're just really, they've become really loud and intrusive, and then there are these motorcycles. Like there's just an intrusive amount of noise uh, pollution. And that's yeah. really having a strong negative impact. And then I walk around the neighborhood when I, like I'm putting Sirsha, wearing Sirsha in a baby carrier. And suddenly all these dogs, these people who are walking dogs, they walk by us and they attack us. <laughs> wow. And wow. the owner has to sort of like, you know, hold the dog back and and apologize. 
Like last night, yeah. it's, it's just been happening all the time. And so you know, one 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 thing that I realized that it's um, and I have had that experience before in my life as well, where when you're ready for for a change, things will start happening that almost almost like confirm your need, your desire, and your need to move. Yeah. Almost like like the universe is gently and sometimes not so gently, just like you know, giving you birth, like pushing you literally out of the area. <laughs> Exactly. That's how it feels. It feels like they're pushing me away. And and then yesterday I was in the elevator at, at a client building, like a, their offices, and someone said, oh, you just had a baby. She's like, it goes so fast. My baby was, my child was 17, and it was, seems like yesterday that he was just born. And I was like, and people say that to me all the time. But this time I was like, okay, I got to move because I don't want to miss as much of it as I'm missing right now. And I've got to get to a different setting where the pace isn't so fast and I'm not where I can slow down and be even more in the moment, even though I'm pretty much in the moment, but where my life just feels that I can fully embrace this more. So this, it was just, you know, all these signals, you know, to sort yeah. of move. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all those. That's a very clear signals that are like, okay, let's just you know move. And what is what is like with all of these? Because I mean, you're we're working. You're working with so many things, right? And I'm so happy that you found a great spiritual uh, guide that could help you see things from a different perspective as well. I think that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and everything else that is going on. So. How can I support you? What do you think would be the best in supporting you in these? It feels like, you know, and I think that we talked about these actually, that Sirisha's birth was also your own birth, your own yeah. rebirthing of yourself. Yeah. From a yeah, different absolutely. perspective, a different part of you, but in a way, and these feel even like, it, I, I feel like your neighborhood and Mark are giving, are doing the contractions, you know, like get out of here, <laughs> you know. It's time uh, for you to go. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. feel like that. If, if you think about a baby being in the uterus that is contracting, it's like pushing the baby away, outside, right out of the space. That's right. Um, like um, an ener- energetic birthing of the yeah, going into a new, cool. new place. Yeah. yeah, Mark and the, the noise pollution and the dogs are all the contractions. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's a great metaphor. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah so I'm refinancing my apartment and I am going through uh, working with a financial advisor and I am the you know so that's those are two steps to sort of really analyze my financial situation and what what that means for a a move and I think at first I'll probably rent out there Um, and then figure out where, you know, do I want to live in Amherst? Do I live in NoHo? You know, where's the right actual community and what neighborhood and all that? Um, And so how can you help me? Two areas. Um, I think I want all of my resources to be focused on my life and Sarah's life right now. And I want to get to the point where I wean myself off of the financial um, entanglement with my sister. Um, okay. And because I'm going, you know, I'm trying to reduce my financial burden. Um, right. And it's not a huge burden, but, you know, it's $2,500 a year that could be, um you know, part of Sirsha's education fund or, you know, I've also thought about having another baby and or adopting a baby and, you know, I need all of my resources focused on us and I'm not my sister's keeper. I don't, I want to get out of the caretaking role with her. Yeah. That makes and, sense. Yeah. And I, but I have, there's something holding me back. And then the other piece that I could use help with is the courage to take the leap and, have a different relationship with Bullhorn Um, and, you know, maybe suggest that I come into the office once every two weeks instead of, or once a month rather than every week. Um, And that, 
I'm kind of doing it. I'm coming in maybe half a day, once or twice a week right now, but mm. I don't need to. I could come in less, you know. Um, a lot of my clients are actually not in this office, so I'm working remotely with people in London and St. Louis and um, Florida, so um, I don't really need to do it. Um, but it's a it's a challenging, it scares me to bring it up because it could, Bullhorn at the moment is my anchor. And mm. um, so if I were really trusting in the mother, <laughs> Mother Earth is holding me, and I don't have a survival need. I would just do it, and it would. But I still have that fear of, of doing it. I have a bunch of other clients that are coming in. Like, um, I could maybe switch my anchor client if Art doesn't respond well, or um, you know, I have a lot of other clients that are. I have a a national grid is one of my prior clients, and I'm meeting with them tomorrow to talk about more coaching clients, and if that's the case, then my private practice could expand, you know, and I could have that Mm -hmm. move towards my vision of five, six clients a year. (laughs) You know, that's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, but I, I still have some fear. Yeah, yeah. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense because, well, you know, bullhorn has been has been your anchor and has it's like a sense of stability and it's like it, it makes a lot of sense absolutely. And bullhorn yeah. made it possible for me to relax enough to get pregnant and to feel safe enough to get pregnant and to have yeah. this baby and I ha- feel a sense of gratitude and loyalty to that as well. Um, yeah. But I know that I can do the work that I do remotely in this way. I know that I can do it. I I did it with Art for three years. I think I barely saw him in person, even though we were three, two blocks away from each other in Boston. So, but it's different than Art. Yeah. So anyway, let me stop there. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 but that makes so much sense, right? So I would say let's start here because as you feel more solid and more clear letting go of the entanglement with your sister is going to become easier because then you're coming from a much more clear place within you, which I think you have, but there's no, there's no fear or guilt or, you know, the whole loyalty because there's, a, there's the same subject with your sister as it is with Bullhorn. The whole How is it the lo- same? Say that again? Loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty and a slight sense of guilt that, you know, both bullhorn in one sense because you know, just to start tapping to the point if you haven't, um, bullhorn has provided you with like basically the container to be able to be pregnant and and you know allow you to do what you have been able to do in your personal life. So yeah. there's a sense that if you're not loyal to them, somehow you're letting them down. Um, which has a common thread with Emily and especially, I think, Evelyn, right? Yes. So that's that's the, the connection there. Okay. So take a deep breath. Yeah. And close your eyes. And let's get in touch. Let's get in touch with that fear. Just that the yeah. fear of like moving out of the comfort zone of the safe container and moving into, you know, because it's, it's actually just let's get in touch with what it has meant so, you know, so far. So emotionally in your body, if you connect with a sense of safety, security, stability, consistency, the, the ability to just relax, really, maybe one, you know, for one, the one time in, so many years. I don't even know when yeah. was the time that yeah. you could just exhale and say, you know, I do have you had health insurance and yeah. a consistent source of income that was really good. So just allow that to really happen. And when was the last time you felt that? Yeah. Um.
I felt it when um, I was living with Seamus in Ireland and I resigned my job in London and moved in with Seamus and he said that he would support me and we would have a family um, until, and he would support me until I um, was able to get a new job in Ireland. And then when that happened, then four, after, four months after I, and that was the first time in my life I had felt it. So this mm-hmm. is the second time in my life when I have felt it. Um, yeah. And four months after Seamus did that, he rescinded on his agreement to have a baby with me and everything became very unstable. And then I went into two years of unemployment in the U.S. during the Great Recession and one of the worst financial moments of my life. So it was ripped, the rug was ripped away from me the last time I felt this way. Okay. Okay, so that is, that's exactly, I think that that's really where we got to go, where we have to go. Because prior to that, I mean, even growing up, did you ever feel like you could just really relax? Um, not really, no. I mean, maybe yeah. a little bit before, a few years before my dad lost his job. So maybe age 10 and 11, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So around 10, 10 years old, 10, 11, it was like, did it feel that you could financially exhale? Like there was, so until that time, it felt somewhat secure? Yeah, I felt... I felt there was a little bit of abundance in our lives and um, I felt sort of unquestioning a little bit. Okay. I just felt, you know, at ease kind of and not taking a certain amount of ease for granted for those few years. Yeah. Okay. Though emotionally it wasn't the case, though. No, not really, no. Because what that's the that's the thing, right? That it's it's a connection between the financial piece, but also, so with with Hamas, did you actually feel safe emotionally as well, like contained, and that that was yeah, with Hamas, I did, yeah. Okay, okay. But so it it was almost like it happened financially when you were very young, and then more with with Hamas. But the bigger piece was that. Emotionally, that's the other connection between him and what's going on now. Because even though, of course, Bullhorn is not, you know, you're not in a, in a romantic relationship like it was in, with him, it's still emotionally safe. Yeah. In the sense it is. that, yeah. What, what, yeah, because I've heard you say how they, they honor and respect who you are and they really value you and they support yeah. you. In, so that has been really good. And that continues to be so? Yes. Okay. There's one guy in the company who's very close to the CEO who's a little bit less so. He's quite uncomfortable with me. But um, but overall, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel safe. Okay. I, okay. And is that something that has been almost like a little... Is it like a tiny thorn? Yes, a tiny thorn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ah, so this is how I wanna I wanna go about it. I want you to get in touch with. We're gonna get in touch with. How old were you when the, when everything happened with Seamus? How old were you by then? With Seamus. Yeah, Seamus. Um, thirty nine. Oh, okay. 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 So somewhat recent. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's Seamus? Seamus, yeah. Okay, good. So take a deep breath. I want you to connect with the 39-year-old. I want you to see her in the moment where Seamus said, you know what, just quit your job, come live with me, want to create a family. That moment of like, Wow, this is finally happening. I did. Yeah. But I guess she's doing great, right? And then 
as she's moving forward through those four months is a moment when all of a sudden he changes his mind and there she is. She's she's getting you forward there and notice that she's alone, right? Yeah. And there's like a shock to the system, a shock wave, like yeah. a, a punch in the gut. Yes. There there you go. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel? Can you see her? Can you see her like in this like emotional, like like completely shocked, like somehow it's like somebody pulled a rug from under her feet? Yeah. There's a massive contraction inside, which is hard because she had really, really relaxed and let go, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to actually connect with her. Mm. You can just be in the room with her. And just let her know as if you were, you know, this any younger version of you. I am I'm here and I'm you. A few years from now in a really great place and I'm here to help you. Mm, yeah. How does she re- how does she respond? Oh, thank God, this turned out okay. Yes, yes, okay. And we're going to tap together. I'm guessing she's, even though she may not know tapping back then, but she's still, is she open for us tapping? I mean, she's been tapping for so long. (laughs) Is that okay? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so we're going to tap and we're going to tap on her health. I'm guessing she's feeling extremely distressed and shocked at this point, right? Yeah, panicky. What What am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, gratitude point together, even though you're feeling so panicky and in total shock. Even though you're feeling so panicky and total shock. And you're, you're wondering, what are you going to do now? And you're wondering, what are you going to do now? And it seems like all the doors are closing in front of you. And it seems like all the doors are closing in front of you. Deep breath. Blow it out. I am here to tell you that you're no longer alone. I'm here to tell you that you're no longer alone. You are a very brave soul. You're a very brave soul. And I love you. And I love you. Even though you're feeling shocked and panicky. Even though you're feeling shocked and panicky. And there's a huge like contraction in your in your body, right? Like it's, yeah. it's it's just so surprising. And there's a huge shock in your body, the contraction. It's so surprising. I am here to tell you that everything will turn out all right and better. What's the last one? And better than all right. And better, yeah. I'm here to tell you that everything is going to turn out all right and better than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And I'm truly here to support you in this moment. And I'm truly here to support you in this moment. Tapping through the points. So much panic and fear in your body. So much panic and fear in your body. Feeling totally shocked. Feeling totally shocked. This was the first time in your life that you felt a sense of ease. Yeah. This is the first time in your life where you felt a sense of ease. And you totally trusted that it was going to work out beautifully. And you totally trusted and were thrilled that it was going to work out beautifully. And Seamus changing his mind, it says, completely rocked your world. And Seamus changing his mind completely rocked your world. And you can you don't even know where your feet are standing anymore. And you don't even know where your feet are standing anymore. So disconcerting and panicky. So disconcerting and panicky. Like your life... For all, of, for all of a sudden, your life is 
shifted in it like 180, right? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden your life has shifted 180. And you don't know what's going to happen next. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Where to go or what to do. Well, she kind of does. She knows she's going to pull up her bootstraps and go home if this doesn't work out. If this, if okay. She knows she's like, and I'm going to try to have a baby there. Okay. And yet there's a, it's like there's a sense that it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. So she's actually going back into her mode of like survival. You know what? Yes, I'm going to exactly. get it together. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. And, you know, going back, your system is going back into survival mode. Exactly. Yeah. And it's scary because she has to rely on family that she doesn't like very much. She doesn't have any place to move. She doesn't have any money. She has to rely on family. And but the yeah. fact that never has been very supportive or or welcoming or, or a source of safety. Exactly. Exactly. It has never provided a source of safety, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, even she's in though, total panic yeah. and contraction. Yeah. 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 How is how is your body and her body? Is it that the panic and the contraction is present? Yeah, the tension. I can feel the tension in my. It's in my second and third chakras. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just tapping through the point, close your eyes, get in touch with that. If at any point, you know, the door, you know, somebody knocks, you'll hear it. So just try to go inside as much as possible. Okay. All this tension and panic inside your body. All this tension and panic inside your body. It's so scary. So scary. Having to go back to survival mode. Having to go back to survival mode. Having to rely on a family that is really not very reliable. Having to rely on a family that is really not reliable. Going back to not feeling safe. Going back to not feeling safe. Your body's letting you know you need to just sip up and put the walls up so you can survive. Your body already knows it needs to just do what? Like sip it up, you know, when you like sip up your, you know, just brace oh, zip, it. Brace. Yeah. yeah. Zip it up and pull it together and soldier on. Exactly. That's it. Soldier on. Yeah. Ah, and all the sense of ease and trust is completely gone from your body. Yeah, and all the sense of ease and trust are completely gone from your body. It's so hard to trust that things will work out. So hard to trust that things will work out. Having the sense that you have to just rely on yourself. Having the sense that you can only rely on yourself. And you just have to soldier on. And you just have to soldier on. Just like you did all your life. Just like you did all your life. So much panic and tension in your belly and your abdomen. So much panic and tension in your belly and your abdomen. Just tensing up so you can soldier on. Just tensing up so you can soldier on. And there's something else here too, which is like the sense that I thought I could relax and let go but yeah. really, I can't, and that was an illusion. And life is, you know, here I am trying to open up and and relax into someone else, and have faith that maybe, you know, this survival soldier way isn't the only way. And look, life just slammed me, teaching me that I actually can't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. This. Yeah. These. This is like it's an event, as you keep on tapping, is an event that reinforces that need to just be be on the lookout for something falling falling flat and you're having to soldier on again. Because yeah. in life you cannot just relax and allow your system to just be open to receiving. That's right. Because anytime that little brief 
four months that you gave yourself that chance, you were like slapped on the face and thrown, you know, cold water of cold bucket of water and just like when you give up the sense that it's like just a complete shock, like don't do that, don't relax. Exactly. Yeah. It was like this huge message coming from the world, from the universe saying, don't do that. It's not safe to relax and feel at ease. And trust. Yeah. Don't, uh, exactly. don't, be, don't trust. You have to be yeah. hypervigilant. You have to be the one in control. You can't rely on anybody. By yourself. Control. Yeah, but yourself. Yes. God is not there for you because, look, he's slapping you. Yeah. Take a deep breath. So I honor this deep and profound belief. I honor this deep and profound belief that I need to rely on myself. That I need to rely only on myself. And yeah, and only on myself. And only on myself. There's not an option for me to relax and trust. It's not an option for me to relax and trust. Because I will not be taken care of. Because I will not be taken care of. There is no safety net for me. Yes. I need to just rely only on myself. I need to rely only on myself. Because that's the only way that I will survive. Because that's the only way that I will survive. I cannot trust or relax. I cannot trust or relax or allow. Yes. Receive. And it's so draining. And it is so draining. I'm so exhausted of it. I am so exhausted. Constantly having to be on the lookout. Constantly having to be on the lookout. Completely unsafe to receive and trust. Completely unsafe unsafe to receive and trust. And I don't even feel comfortable trying. I don't even feel comfortable trying again. Exactly. Because I have been traumatized by that experience. Yeah, because I have been traumatized by that experience. So today, as I try to be open to receive, so today as I try to be open and receive, this event is coming right to my face. Mm, This event is coming right to my face. Watch out, don't relax. Watch out, don't relax and trust. Yeah, huge neon sign. Stay away from taking it easy. Huge neon sign. Take it. Stay away from taking it easy. Because it would actually, like, you know, just send you right back on your butt. Like, push you back and push you down. It'll just send you right back on your butt, push you back and push you down. Do not trust and relax. You cannot trust and relax. It's not safe. It's not safe. Take a deep breath. Closing your eyes again if they're not. Just for a moment, you can stop tapping and reconnect with that 39-year-old and notice how she's doing. Is she still as panicky and tense as she was? No, she's more relaxed. She's like, I can't believe it worked out. (laughs) That's so great. And it's better than I ever imagined. Yes. And also, as she is there with you, so I want the both, you know, the two of you looking, uh, looking at those four months, the two of you together, maybe you're like, you know, with arm hooked arms and looking back at those four months as if they were a movie. How was it to be, maybe not the four months, but three months of just being relaxed and at ease and just saying, wow, we finally arrived. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yes. Exactly. Can anybody ever take those three months away from the two of you? No, definitely not. Nope. And you felt incredible, right? Yeah, I did. 
And is it possible, I want you to, uh, so now let's tap together and uh, just tapping to the point. The truth is. The truth is. Those three months were unbelievable. Those three months were unbelievable. Amazing. Amazing. To be able to relax and trust. To be able to relax and trust. And just know that life can be beautiful. And to just know that life can be beautiful. And it is true that it was shocking when he changed his mind. And it is true that it was shocking when he changed his mind. And yet, you have all the resources and more. And yet, you have all the resources and more. Especially today, right? You have a so much more, so many more resources to count on. Yeah, I have so many more resources to count on, for sure. So even, right, so even if you were shocked again. So even if I were to be shocked again. I, had, I have more than enough to bounce back. I have more than enough to bounce back and way more than enough, than, way more than I had back then. Exactly. So that event, so I wanted you just looking at her and keep on talking, just tell her, I am so grateful to you. I am so grateful to you. I am so extremely proud of you. I am so extremely proud of you. You were amazing. You were amazing. You're a beautiful gift to me today. You are a beautiful gift to me today. Because you have proved to me that now I can bounce back no matter what. Because you proved to me that I can bounce back no matter what. And that the experience of relaxing, receiving, and trusting can never be taken away. And that experience of relaxing, having ease, and trusting can never be taken away. It's in my body and in my cells now. Right. My whole, our history, and just talk her. Today I have a daughter, I have, you know, tell her a little bit, I have created this beautiful life, I have clients that pay me very well, I am an amazing financial manager, I have resources, just tell her a couple, just a little bit, what is your life like today? Today I have, um, I have a beautiful baby and she's thriving and I'm healthy, and she's healthy, and it's the best experience of my life. And I have financial abundance, um, enough so that I could buy my own home. And I have enough money that if um, I lost my job, I could survive for a year or more. more. Um, and I have a massive professional network that... I haven't even tapped into um, that's there if I need anything. Um, you know, if I need to expand my practice and I have a nice, I have work I love and is authentic and comes from my heart and my soul and a schedule that's pretty relaxed. Um, and it's just an amazing space to be in myself and to welcome my baby into the world. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that because of that experience, you have the absolute clarity and certainty that no matter what, no matter what, you will be able to bounce back. And I have the total clarity that no matter what, I will be able to bounce back. Yeah. I take a deep, deep breath. One more. Hmm. So how does it feel now? Get in touch for a moment with your second and third chakra. Any tension there? Any sense that sense of fear? No, because if it doesn't if it doesn't work I can make another change, you know? 
Exactly. Yes. So even if you were, and I know that you have been concerned about even presenting the idea to Bullhorn about because of your concern or fear that they may, you know, they may not be okay with that and that you may lose them by even proposing something. Where is that at? I think it's in a good place because um, it's in a good place because it's a conversation, it's a negotiation. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll have the, the time and the flexibility and the wiggle room to find another solution. Or I can take a reduction in pay or I can, you know, there are a lot of things I can do yeah. That I think will make it okay, and I'll I'll still be thriving. Yes. And what if you actually? I love that, that what you said because we had we had uh, talked before about you opening up the conversation or the subject with Bullhorn, and you always had the fear that if you open the conversation, it meant that it was like okay, you have to jump, you know, like like really take the leap, and you may not really you may lose your safety net. But opening a conversation is a negotiation, like you just said. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to, you know, take it or lose the situation. You may say, well, you know, I'm willing to do this part and, you know, I'm doing that or whatever it may be that would work for you. That's right. It's, it, I won't, having the conversation, I will not, um, I will be absolutely safe and absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, and from that space, is it okay to stand, and what I'm going to invite you is to like stand a little more solid in your ground and be able to say, you know, this is what is happening, and uh, maybe it is possible that you're going to have to wean Emily and Evelyn from that money. It may not happen right away, but it's something that it's in the future. Yeah, and my sister recently sent me a note, and she said, are you still planning to give me that money, And I, 200 a month? And I can say, here's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to give it to you for the next five months or whatever, some period of time, but then I have to stop. Um, so yeah. I'm not going to pull the rug out. But And I had already done that. Like I had already told her, once the baby's born, I have to do, focus all my resources on myself, and I stopped paying her for a number of months. Um, and I just reinstated it when she was about to become homeless. Um, and and I can I can wean her. I feel good about that, actually. That's a great solution. Yeah. And it would be more, more clear, right? So, wow, yeah. this was very good to get into a more clear place that all the amazing amount of resources, and especially getting in touch with those three, four months, so never, ever would, you know, nobody could ever take that away from you. Yeah, that was a great, great feeling, and I would like to have that feeling again with a new man when the new man comes into, whenever that person comes into my life. That's how I want to feel. Yeah, and that's the process. I, I need to actually get off because I have a, a, a call in two minutes. But um, the the one piece is exactly right. I think that we're very, very uh, in, in the exact same page with your um, spiritual healer because these will invite a new man to come in knowing that you can actually relax. Yeah. And, you know, let down and really truly receive. And that was a gift from Seamus, even though it didn't work out, and it's best that it didn't work out. Um, it was yeah. a huge yeah. gift from him, and I'm I'm indebted to him for that. So I'm grateful. It, it changed, changed it changes the whole way I've been thinking about it, which is pissed off at him for taking it away, but now I feel grateful that he gave it to me at all. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, that is possible. And for some reasons that we, well, you you know, because you may not have you may not have had what you have today if you if that didn't happen, right? Yeah. Oh, that is that's really really cool. Thank uh, you. That's great, Dave. All right. So is that yeah, number four? Is that of the series? This is the fourth one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, and I will um, talk to you soon. Yes, yes, I certainly hope so. Okay, wonderful. Take good care. You too. Bye-bye.